0: walking with Jesus, serving with love, and sharing with courage. Welcome to the PCOM Podcast. Probably can hear that my voice is still not all the way back. I'm coming off several weeks of laryngitis, and um uh, the doctor said, I cannot hurt my voice by using it, so I'm going to use it Here we are. It is so good to be with you. I'm Pastor Courtney. And uh, coming off these three weeks of laryngitis, many, many thanks to Pastor Jackson, who this past Sunday led all of the other worship elements so that I could save my voice to preach. Um, It has been a long few weeks. It is very hard to pastor without a voice. It is very hard to parent without a voice. I told our three-year-old's preschool teacher it would be ideal if she could teach her to read. By the end of the day because it would make my life a lot simpler. <laughs> she laughed. She said she would do her best. So I've been thinking a lot about self-care. The doctor thinks this was allergies turned into a sinus infection, turned into laryngitis in part because of some exhaustion. It has been an exhausting couple of years for all of us. Whatever our story, these years have been harder than most years for most of us. Christianity Today has an article in its most recent issue about pastoral burnout and just the difficulties of pastoring with the the political landscape in which we find ourselves with the pandemic protocols and changes and pivots trying to shepherd all of our people who we love so dearly through a season of real anxiety and change and uncertainty. And I think one of the ways that has manifested for me is in the loss of my voice. I am someone who runs very hard and very fast and does not like to stop or slow down. And so every once in a while, God will make me lie down in green pastures. (laughs) and my voice will go, or something like that, so that I do have to slow down and and rest. So I'm grateful to be here with all of you today, and I want to talk a little bit about the spiritual practice of self-care, of taking care of ourselves when times are uncertain, when problems are weighty, or when we're just exhausted from the daily grind, One of the things I've found most heartening in my own walk of faith is that many of the great figures in scripture come to this place of exhaustion, and scripture chronicles these stories, stories of Moses reaching his end, of David reaching his end, of Mary wondering what's next, that God does not call us to be superhuman, that we are given our limits, For a reason, and that these limits are gift and grace, even though that's not always how they feel. And I want to share the story today, and I shared it a couple of years ago on the podcast, but it is one of my favorite stories in scripture. It's from 1 Kings chapter 19. And invite you to read it on your own. I'm going to tell the story, paraphrase it. So pretend we're sitting together around a campfire. And we're waiting to hear from God. The story is the story of the prophet Elijah. And you you probably know most of the story of Elijah. He was a great prophet of God. God spoke to him and he listened and he did many courageous and difficult things. He spoke truth to power. He spoke up to King Ahab and Queen Jezebel. He told them that their worship of idols was not going to lead them anywhere good. He told them that God wanted them to return to him in obedience, to turn the people of Israel back to the Lord. And like many powerful figures, King Ahab and Queen Jezebel didn't really like this message. They liked the way their kingdom was running. Thank you very much. They didn't want to have to listen to the Lord or this scrubby prophet And so Elijah's story comes to a real climax, a real pinnacle in 1 Kings 17 and 18, where he challenges the priests of Baal to call on their gods. They go up to a mountaintop and build altars. Elijah builds one to the one true God, and they build altars to Baal, their false god. They put sacrifices on their altar these false priests, false priests of Baal, and they call down fire from heaven. And Elijah taunts them. He says, maybe your God is sleeping. Maybe he can't be bothered. Maybe you need to call louder to wake him up. And these priests, dozens and dozens and dozens of priests continue to call on their God, and the heavens continue to be silent. And then it is Elijah's turn. And on his altar is a sacrifice, and over that he pours buckets and buckets and buckets of water until the water flows down over the altar into a trench that he's dug around it. The sacrifice is soaked. And then there is this moment of truth when Elijah calls out, To the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, he calls down fire from heaven and immediately fire rains down. God has answered. The truth is known. The false prophets are seen for what they are. And King Ahab is furious. So this is what happens next. This is 1 Kings 19 Now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like one of them. Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom bush, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. So can you picture Elijah? He, he does not even have the dignity of lying down under a tree. He's, he's under a broom bush in the scrubby, hot, arid wilderness, He's left his servant, he's all on his own, and he has nothing left in the tank. And here's what happens next. All at once, an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and then lay down again. Elijah needed a snack and a nap, and that wasn't enough. Then he needed another snack and another nap. The journey was too much for him, and in his weakness, in his need, in his exhaustion, he was seen by God and loved by God. And God did not send an angel who said, buck up, little camper, try harder, keep going. God sent an angel who said, the journey is too much for you. I have heard from so many of you PCOM friends and family and listeners over these past two years that the journey has been too much, that you've seen loved ones fall ill and die, that your business has had to pivot and pivot and pivot and pivot and pivot pivot that you're a teacher and you've had to learn how to teach through a mask and how to teach remotely and how to teach remotely through a mask and how things have just shifted and changed under your feet and how tired you are. Parents have had to learn to homeschool or send kids to school with new pandemic protocols, questions about how safe things are, what we should do, what we shouldn't do. We're tired In our staff meeting just this Monday, our director team meeting, we had a conversation about what renews us and restores us, what has been hard over these past two years, and many of us just shared that we've had to learn so many new skills at such a quick pace. Video editing and digital media and communicating with people not in person, we've had to learn how to run a youth group outside, and then in the courtyard, and then with new pandemic protocols... We've had to learn how to lead worship when we can't be with our people. And then we've had to learn how to come back into corporate worship in ways that are safe, in ways that are wise. Each one of these things had has extracted a cost. And we're tired. You are tired. And then we talked this morning about how God does not call us to burn ourselves to a crisp for the kingdom. What God calls us to is faithfulness, and faithfulness looks like working hard and leaving it all on the field, but faithfulness also looks like a rhythm of rest, a rhythm of Sabbath, a rhythm of stopping to eat, to drink that water that the angel brought to Elijah, and to nap and to trust that ultimately the work is the Lord's. This is a hard teaching. I am a go-getter. so many of you peacomers are go-getters. You run hard, you work hard, you play hard. But the rhythm of the gospel is that sometimes the field needs to lie fallow for a season so that new growth can appear. There is a letter that will be going out to the congregation in the next week or so announcing that Pastor Daryl and I are going to take a sabbatical this fall, three months to rest and recover. Normally, churches are advised that pastors should have a sabbatical like this, a season of rest and study and refreshment every seven years. And I've now been in ministry for nearly 12 years. Daryl has been in ministry for eight And we kind of think pandemic years should count double. (laughs) So we will be away for a time of rest and refreshment for these three months. And then we're coming back and we're so glad and grateful that the session and the personnel team have approved this rest for us my encouragement to each one of you is to look for that rest and take that rest for yourself as well. Your, your job may not give you three months off. It is a great gift in ministry. Ministry often runs into nights. It always runs into weekends often. We don't have the same holiday breaks that the rest of you do. Christmas is busy. Easter is busy. And so we're grateful for this rest but I want to encourage you also to follow the Lord into your own Sabbath rest, however you can, that one day a week to set it aside for praying and playing for worship and rest, to sign off of social media, to let your screens go dark, to follow God into the wilderness and wait for his ministrations of food and water of being seen and known and heard by the one who created you who knows when the going gets too rough and will meet you in those fragile places. We'll be talking more about sabbatical in the days to come, including plans for this podcast over the course of sabbatical. There are good things ahead, my friends. But I'm going to call it the end for this podcast today so I can go eat some more cough drops and rest my voice. Take a little time this week to read 1 Kings 19, to sit quietly with the Lord and wait for His word to you in your exhaustion. You are seen. You are loved. Until next week, my friends, take care, be well, and God less.